Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shear in Nishmas Rosenbass Rachmachana Ezra. Shabbos, Shabbos Rosh Hashanah. We do not read a regular Pasha of the week, rather, we read the reading of the first day of Rosh Hashanah. We will discuss the different laws, Mitzvah Shem Benedah, that are relevant to Hashanah Shchalis B'Shabbos, Hashanah that comes out on Shabbos. I'd like to discuss Rosh Hashanah. It's rather an uh, informal way of saying it. Rather, I'd like to discuss. We're not looking to discuss anything here. We'll talk Mitzvah and bring about pointers of inspiration, as the Shir is supposed to do, to inspire us, teach us, and to catapult us from the old year to the new year. Obviously, <coughs> the wonderful world of modern technology, of uh, social media, circulating mm-hmm. are many, many different things, um, among which I'm not going to read it out loud, I'm not going to look at it even to see what it was. <coughs> Welcome aboard to the ship known as 5784. Telling a person, please only bring the baggage and the memories, the good ones that you had with you. Time to leave and shed everything behind, everything behind us. Time to move ahead, forge ahead. Obviously, one of the greatest, most important attributes one needs to have is the attribute of Akarasatev, recognition of good. And although we have so many things to be thankful for, so many things that Hashem has done for us, that if we look back retrospect, we see open miracles that literally landed in our laps. And yet, we reflect on all the bad things. We reflect on all the things that were done to us, all the things, the ways we were hurt, Hashem, all the ways that we were spoken to wrong, all the things that we, we didn't receive what we wanted to get, etc., etc., etc. It's easier. It's much easier. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to go into psychology or psychiatry behind it. I believe, they, I mean, I don't believe it, but it would make sense, common sense would dictate it's easier to hate than to love. It's easier. And the simple reason being, because the Yetzirah involved. And because the Yetzirah is involved, 
and we allow the Yitzhara to get under our kishkis, into our, under our skin, into our nail, under our nails. Unfortunately, it gets easier to hate than to love. Although the person did you want a favor, I also remember the person once doing something that was not complimentary, that was not a very good thing, was not a very pleasant thing. Although the person shows you unconditional love and means it fullheartedly, but they once said something that was a little off color, something mean, and then they might not have meant it even, but it said it, and because they said it, it hurt me, it hurt my feelings, or because they did something, or whatever it might be, and therefore, ah, I just can't, I just can't, can't forgive them, I can't find it in my heart to forgive them. It's much easier. And that's why Avis Yisrael is a mitzvah saving Atera. It also says like Sisnas It's a mitzvah not to hate your fellow Jew. But we have to to love your fellow Jew as yourself. Zeklal Gadol Batera. Zeklal Gadol. This is a tremendous pointer, tremendous basic of the Tera. Go, fi- go figure, go figure, go take it, go put it together. But that's the fact. That's the fact. The fact is, they have to react Love your fellow Jew as yourself is not an easy mitzvah. It's a beautiful mitzvah. It's an important, integral mitzvah, integral way of life. Otherwise, as the mission says in Pekiyavis, Ish Achivas Bloy, one man would swallow man, swallow their brothers. And that's why the mission says we need sovereignty, we need government, we need policing, Shaytim, Shaytim, Titim Lecha. Because otherwise, people will just eat each other up alive. Therefore, when we say in the beginning of Davening, as the Institute, the Altareb Institute, and put in his Siddur from the Arizal, except upon myself the mitzvah, the commandment, positive commandment of the Ahaftarach before I begin to Daven, before I'd say, Matevo Elach Yakim Mishkinsach Yisrael. how important, how relevant it is. And obviously, so much more so. As we go into the holy days of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, it says in Mechua, ten days in between, as we go and see these days, as we approach these holy days, these days of awe, 
we need to reflect, we need to retro, to, to review, and to go over each and everything, and to outweigh, to see how the goodness of Hashem outweighed Chas Hashem, what we thought was not good. And we need to, in simple English, grab the bull by the horns, and persevere, and forge ahead, and move ahead, and accept, as the, the Aveda, the mainstay service, the mainstay job that we have on Rosh Hashanah is to coronate the king. To coronate the king over us, to make him our king, and to accept him as our king, and to begin living just that way. And the first way, first step that one takes when they want the parent, the mother, the father to hear them out, to listen, to give them and to grant them what they are asking for is they show that there is peace between them and their siblings. By keeping peace amongst the siblings, not only peace but showing how they love one another, the parents are always moved and the parents are always touched and say, oh, this is what drives, this is what gives me, this is what shows me, this is what tells me I've done right by Hashem, I've raised my children properly, and Baruch Hashem, Baruch should bench them, and should bench all my children and grandchildren, and all those that we love, with a happy year, a sweet year, a healthy year, a long life, prosperous life without any kind of worries or troubles without any kind of unrest peace of mind tranquility and ultimately that we should merit even before Rosh Hashanah still to hear the Shefer, the main Shefer, the Kaaba Shefer, God the Shefer of Mashiach Tzidkenu, and that we all go into Yerushalayim, Yerakedesh, and that we spend Yerushalayim, we spend in the Beis HaMikdash, Rosh Hashanah, we'll be able to hear on the first day Shefer as well. Because in the Beis HaMikdash they blew on the first day, on Shabbos. We'll soon, as we said, discuss the ramifications and the laws. Medesh Rabbah says, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch said to the person, Zeh Siman Lubanecha, this is a sign for your children's son. Just as you stood before me this day, so too your children will ultimately stand before me on this day. Amos Sai says the When is this day? On the seventh month, on the first day of that month. Rosh Hashanah emphasizes. The value of how a person serves Hashem. 
And therefore Rosh Hashanah is not on the first day of creation, but rather on the day that the person was, the man was created. Aleph Petishri. Sixth day of B'yus Elam, which started in Chaf Hei Be'el. On the 25th day of El, God created the heaven and the earth. But what completed the creation, the ultimate creation, which is man? And as he begins to serve HaKadosh Baruch as Hashem said to Adam Arishan, This is one of the mainstay messages of Rosh Hashanah. The day that we accept once, upon, once again upon ourselves the yoke, the heavenly yoke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we devote and dedicate ourselves and we say and we undertake that we're going to now serve Him with a full heart. By doing that, we bring about ourselves, Shefa, the Bracha, for the entire year. Personally, my Shevach Vaidoya of Tavshin Pei Gimel, the list would be way, way, way too long to enumerate. This year is only one hour. It might even be less today because time restraints to the Slichas. Hashem. My two daughters that got married this year. Tavshin Pegimel. Baruch Hashem. My son that became a chassan. Tavshin Pegimel. That should be married, isn't to hate. That should be dalid. And all the other amazing, magnificent brachas that were bestowed upon us, that we were blessed with, that we were given, that we were shown. And like I said, to enumerate, they're way too long. To complain? <laughs> I got time for that. Therefore, Rosh Hashanah, the importance of the service of a person is even more as Chassidus brings it down, as Chassidus brings to light, that this was the reason the world was created, so that the person should serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
every little minute creation that we find, that we see, is because of us to serve Hashem. Obviously, this begs to ask. What was lacking in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he needed this world? So importantly, to create such a intricacies of world. We're a physical, mundane world. Above there are many, many spiritual, spiritual, high-level spiritual worlds. Tzilas, Bri, Tzira. What was the mundane physical world so important to HaKadosh Baruch Chassidus explains that the tachlis of the creation of this world here below is not for the above worlds. Because even they Atzilas, Bria, Yitzira, etc., are a Yerida for HaKadosh Baruch The omnipresence is not something we can picture in mind's eye. The omnipresence of HaKadosh Baruch is not a sci-fi chasvashon. It's not something that we can actually depict and something that we can describe. It's not a power, it's not an energy. If we can understand Kedusha, sanctity, holiness, if we could understand it in our normal mind, in our mind's eye, we could start to scratch the surface of understanding how great HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. Do we measure in a world the greatness of people? What constitutes a great person? They have money, they have fame, they have popularity, they have followers on their social media. They invented something phenomenal for the world. They're a tremendous athlete. Or they were granted by HaKadosh Baruch Hu an appearance that's very, very attractive to the creations of the world, men or women. level of popularity as we know it. 
Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not in a popularity contest. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the omnipresence as it is known to us in our feeble minds, is not a supernal power. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is ain't safe. If you sit down to try to concentrate what is a Kaddish Baruch you'll probably go off your mind. And you'll probably never come to any kind of conclusion because whatever you're going to think is going to be something that you're comparing to something that you might have seen in, in, in a, uh, a movie or something of the fourth sort or heard in a storyteller or something of that. Anything <coughs> that's found in this world exists on a constant basis only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows it to and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is recreating it on a constant basis and infuses life and existence into this. And that goes right, left, good, bad, black, white, colors, no, doesn't matter. So any of the worlds that we know of, that we talk about, that Hasidus or Zayar or Kabbalah talks about, they are all a Yerida. They are all a drop-down for the essence, the etzim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his Pamalya Shalmaila. So we depict again that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in this very, very high palace. Sits on this magnificent throne. Again, we look at a sovereignty and we say, oh, I can almost picture this. I know a great king, and I know what a great king would look like on a phenomenal, phenomenal palace and a tremendous, extraordinary throne. So, Gershbanak was a bigger one, a nicer one. Even if you want to say that Akash Baruch's existence was because Akash Baruch's creations of even the upper worlds, upper spheres, is why Akash Baruch created everything, it still doesn't work. Why did Akash Baruch bring down his never ending, his earth ain't safe, as it's called? His never-endingness into any worlds. Every world has a finite to it. Every one of the old four worlds that we know of, Atilas, Bri, Atil, Nasir, there's a finite. In their own way, in their own realm. Is there a life on the other worlds? Not the physical world that we have to, in our world. 
we are the only one, we are the world of the Asiya, which is therefore the world that has to do the ultimate mitzvahs. Does the mitzvahs that we do affect the other worlds? Yes, that as well. Do our mitzvahs affect the Kaddish Baruch himself? They give a Kaddish Baruch satisfaction. How? What is a Kaddish Baruch satisfied with? A good steak? A sacrifice on the on the altar, which people don't have any idea what that all means? Why we bring sacrifices? What they're all about? But yet, it says that the aromas that are brought in this, in the, for this frankincense and for the sacrifices and everything, this brings tremendous nachas ruach to How? HaKadosh Baruch is not a physical thing. choke on water. Anyway, tshuva, repentance, is the ultimate reason for the creation of the world. More than that, all the above worlds were not created only for one reason. that we can fulfill our mission in this world. And therefore, what is the reason for this creation in this world? Mm-hmm. It's fulfilled with our, what we do. Our service to Hashem, our connection to Hashem, is what it's all about. And therefore, when B'nai Yisrael and Makabul, they accept the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch the sovereignty, the kingship of HaKadosh Baruch they, they are fulfilling what HaKadosh Baruch yearnings are in this world by learning Torah and doing this. And they're giving a dwelling place for HaKadosh Baruch in this world. Because the whole approach was Nisava Kaj Baruchu Liasla Yizbarik Dirabatahtainam Kaj Baruchu had a taiva to come and to rest on this world. 
when will this become, in, when will this actually come into proper fruition? In the time of the Gula, when Mashiach will come. Dalterebbe explains in Tanya that Yemez HaMashiach are the Tachlis Shlemis Bias Elamazah. The days of the coming of Mashiach are the ultimate goal of this creation of this world. And therefore it was created to begin with. And this too is reflected on Rosh Hashanah. For on this day we daven that the world should be complete, should come to its ultimate goal. Rule upon the entire world with your honor, with your with your glory. And etc. All the prayers that we say in Rosh Hashanah, which we ask of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to rule and to show and to ex- exhibit. His holiness, His existence on this world. And this is all, as we said before, will come into complete cycle in the time of Mashiach. This said, we perhaps can understand and to grasp the importance of the Aveda of a person, of the service of a person to Hashem. All the above worlds, all the generations that were from from the creation of the world, they're all riding on and existing on now, on this world here, and awaiting for it to become an in its total fruit, in its ultimate goal. And this is what brings about the bracha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the blessing of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for Hashana Teva Masuka, Gashmias Baruchias, for good in a sweet year, spiritually and physically. Our Aveda, our acceptance of the yoke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our Aveda of hearing Tkiah Shefer, the blasts that represent the different types of crying that a person can cry, the long blast, the three short ones, the nine shorter ones, are the showing and the exhibit of how a person expresses the strongest and deepest emotions and thereby awakens the person to do that proper tshuva. We all have our different avedas. Men have their mitzvahs, tefillin, davening, as do women. Women have the davening, not tefillin. The listening to the Shefer, even the Bracha and the Dalad Minim, according to most opinions, women are also obligated 
That's it. We need to understand how every person needs to apply their mitzvahs to their daily way of life. The woman has a mitzvah of tznius, modesty. Now, the Rebbe Okay, last night there was a bracha to the women. They played, obviously, the bracha that the Rebbe used to give to the women before Shana. For many years the Rebbe did so, and therefore each year they take a different year of the blessing. The Rebbe did not tell women they're second-class citizens. The Rebbe had no intention to do so either. But not only the elderly women who are the matriarchs of families, or the young Bible that came with a child, little baby they just had a few weeks before, they came for a dollar on a Sunday, even the youngest of girls, and the same with men, that the Rebbe even looked at each and every child, each and every boy, with that chashivas. We know, I'll cite only two little stories. There was a girl who was not from a religious family. And her friends were going to the Rebbe for a dollar. And the friends were from and she said, can I come too? And they said, why not? To say the least, she was not dressed modestly. I don't know how old she was. I don't know what age she was. But she was... I can't guess. Preteen, teen, I don't know. But it was apparent that she was not dressed modestly. But she didn't understand differently. This is how her family raised her. When she came before the Rebbe, the Rebbe gave her a dollar and told her, if next time you come to me, if you're dressed modestly, I'll give you two dollars. Well, the girl came home and started to raise a storm. I guess she must have been a little, a little, of a little girl or preteen or whatever it might be that could still raise a storm at home. And said, I need a modest dress because I have to go back to the Rebbe in a modest dress. And she was literally driving her mother bananas. However, the mother didn't have any kind of inkling of such a thing even. Modest dressing, it's not us. And one day, I guess, by the bridge club with her friends, she told the story that her daughter ended up going to the Babich Rebbe, got a dollar, and the Rebbe told her, come back and dress sneers, and you'll get two dollars. <laughs> and she doesn't stop. She's relentless. She doesn't stop 
badgering me to buy her the modest dress. So the friends came up with a brilliant scheme. Said, we know the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He's a very, very great man. And thousands of people pass by him every day, every Sunday. He said it to your daughter. She wasn't dressed properly. Do you think he remembers? He thinks he's going to remember her. Get her one dress. And let her go buy the dollar. You go with her. Get a dollar. And she'll see that the Rebbe is going to forget. If the Rebbe forgets, she'll understand that it was all just a uh, a recommendation. It wasn't the real. What better advice? Finished. Got in the dress <coughs> a few weeks later on a Sunday. The mother gets online with the daughter with a modest dress. Daughter proudly is online. And they come before the Rebbe. The Rebbe gives the girl a dollar and a bracha. And she starts to walk away. And the mother says, Ha! Now I'm going to give this kid, I'm going to rub it in her nose. And I go outside and I tell her, You see, he didn't remember, you made me crazy with the stupid dress business. Suddenly, the Rebbe calls back the girl. And the Rebbe tells her, I need to remind you that I told you I'd give you $2 if you come in a matter's dress. In other words, why didn't you tell me I'm here with a modest dress that I'd be giving my second dollar? I need to remind you that I have to give you the dollar, that I promise you the dollar. Obviously, there's a bigger impression of the Rebbe calling her back and not just giving her right away, saying, oh, you're here with the $2. Which could have looked like random $2 that Rebbe gave and would have been excused and talked about and said, eh, Maybe, could have been, would have been. Maybe you thought you were somebody else and gave you two dollars. But by the Rebbe calling her back and telling her clearly, I need to remind you. The mother saw very clearly that the Rebbe's relevance and importance each and every child. There was a, a story with a boy as well. Not in that family, obviously. And I don't remember it offhand. I'd have to look it up again. A mice with a bris, I think. Did also he went with his friends for a dollar. Because they thought it was funny. And they never told him, they asked him if he had a bris, and they never told him he'd get a second dollar if he had a bris. Something to that effect, I don't remember clearly. Anyone listening to this remembers I'm telling the story before and has a correction on it, feel free. You can email it. I'll look it up after this year. And kids left it off and everything else. Down the line, he had his bris. And I think it was by a wedding or something. 
and someone wanted I don't remember why they decided to give him a, sec, a dollar from the Rebbe I don't remember how the sequence I really just don't remember how it went but also he had got he got a second dollar from the Rebbe not directly from the Rebbe's hand but the day that he had, had his bris So we see, mitzvahs are important not just to the adults, to the children as well. Do this first. We do this for sure. Yom Tov Shirash Hashanah Shachali is b'Shabbos. The day of Rosh, the holiday of Rosh Hashanah that comes out on Shabbos. Tkiyah Shefer, as we said, is the mitzvah, the central mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah. Chazal tell us, if you keep your score at home, the Yomara Mesech, it's Rosh Hashanah, Chavvav, Amit Beis, 26, I2, in the Mishnah, and also, Chavzayin, Amit Aleph. Kavu Kikasher, Rosh Hashanah, Chali is B'Shabbos, Chal B'Shabbos, ain't taking B'Shefer. It was established, says the Mimara, Mishnah, that should Rosh Hashanah come out on Shabbos, we don't blow Shefa. Question begs to ask. We're crowning HaKadosh Baruch Hu with this blowing of the Shefa. How could we not blow Shefa? Through blowing of Shefa, we're thinking and we're, we're hearing it and saying, Tamachun Aleichem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is calling out to you. Let me rule upon you. And how? How does that take place? How does that actually come into fruition? Through Tkiya Shefer. Also, in Rosh Hashanah. He was going home to Zion at the bottom of Amir Aleph. Also, Lamedal and Lamedbeiz. So how is it <laughs> that we're going to crown, we're going to coronate the king, Rosh Hashanah, without Shefa? If Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah, we don't blow Shefa. Teres Chassidus explains broadly the concepts of Shefa and the concepts of Shabbos and how they have an effect above. But this has to do also with our service to Hashem here below in this world. The Aveda Sa'adam, the service that a person does by listening to Kiyah Shefa is to become totally humbled before Hashem. As we said before, it awakens within the person emotion, heartfelt emotions. And therefore the person becomes totally humbled, nullified themselves before Hashem. And and ready and willing to give up their lives and souls. Shabbos brings this to the table as well. 
being commanded all the things that we may not do on Shabbos being told all the things that we cannot and may not do on Shabbos the restrictions we have that are not imposed but that are put upon us it tells us and gives us a level of restrictions a level of constraint telling us that there's nothing else that matters except for Hashem Hashem and His Shabbos when a person has to refrain from doing any given anything that they would regularly or ordinarily do on the weekday you have to give up your cell phone, you have to give up your computer, you have to give up your turning on a light, turning off a light, turning on an air conditioner, whatever it might be. Then the sanctity of Shabbos, the sanctity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, permeates throughout. During a mundane weekday, we don't see it in such an open fashion. So a person goes about his thing, goes about his work day, goes about his daily life, daily routine. But on Shabbos Kedish, a person has to stop everything. And we're standing before the king. We cannot do anything in, of the mundane fashion, which would ultimately be considered desecrating Chazshom Shabbos. And therefore, whom are we doing this for? For HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we are totally devoted, dedicated, and connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this day. And we see this even more so on Rosh Hashanah that comes out on Shabbos. By us, a running joke, to eat hot Lakshankugel on Shabbos is more important than blowing Shafe on Rosh Hashanah. And the proof is that when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, we eat hot Lakshankugel, but we don't blow Shafe. Don't, don't take that to the bank. It's a joke, a running joke say it about salt or any other kugel too unless you don't like kugel then you have a problem stick to the kishka or chopped liver so more so so much more so when a shana comes out on Shabbos when a shana comes out on a weekday a person has to work on themselves you're allowed to carry not allowed to turn on a light, obviously. Not allowed to... You can't cook. You can't put up food. You can put your food to heat. You 
still feel like you're doing in your, you know, you can't answer your phones or anything else, but you feel. However, you come to shul, and you hear the shefer, and you get inspired. You then have yourself nullification, acceptance of Malchus Shemaim, the El Malchus Shemaim, and you crown Akash Baruch as a king. Whereas on Shabbos, you take it another step higher. You don't feel like you're any existence because you can't really do anything to make any kind of anything in the world. And therefore on Shabbos you automatically feel like you're standing before the king. In such a status, such a situation, we don't have any kind of self-existence that we need to actually nullify. It's natural that we're coming in before the shul, coming before HaKadosh Baruch We automatically, an automatic pilot, understand that we are here to correlate the king. And therefore, there is nothing else matters. Nothing matters. Yeah, okay. So therefore we find that Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos. We're not lacking the mitzvah of Tkiyah Shefer. More so, Shabbos causes <coughs> what Shefer accomplishes even more so, without blowing it. In all different realms, in all different worlds. And especially in the soul of the person. So when Rosh Hashanah comes out on a weekday, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Melech HaYidei Avedasam, Melech HaYidei Avedasam, Shei Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has made a Melech through the service of the Eden, through blowing of Shefa. Whereas Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, we get to even a higher level. So much so, we have the total connection and we become one and nullified to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That you can't even blow the Shefer. The fact that you can't blow the Shefer because it's Kedusha Shabbos brings us to that type of, that higher level. And this, therefore, is derived and brought out from and drawn from the Kedusha of Shabbos. And you reach and achieve to the highest possible level. And this will, therefore, bring about Exiva Vaksimateva, Shanateva Masuka, Vagashmias, and Beruchnias. We need to fear nothing. We need to don't have to worry that, oh no, I'm not going to hear Shefer and Hashanah the first day because the Shabbos will be the same for me. It'll be even better. Because the Kedusha of Shabbos will bring about everything that we need.
Zayim Tchilas Masachel is the day that we started our work. We find that all of Tishrei, as we said before, was the day of creation. The day of the per- creation of the person. And therefore we understand Zayim Tchilas Masachel. This is this day is the beginning of your crea- of your work. For Rosh Hashanah was the Tchilas Masachel. Not only Tchilas Masachel. It's the Yem Ashishi of the creation. So how could it be that this is the ultimate day? And the explanation given, because the person is the Tachas HaKavonah, as we said, for creation, and therefore the person being created brings about the completion of the creation. And therefore it's known as Tchilas Ma'asecha, beginning of your doing. Because until now, there was no Bria at all. There was no creation without the person. How can we say before Bria Sa'ilam, before Bria Sa'odam, before the person created, there was no creation at all? When we know the whole entire world was, in its, in its entirety, was created. And the man is only a speck in the, on the spectrum here. And the radar. And we praise the Baruch Hashem. We look around at everything that Kaddish Baruch created and we say how great and wonderful is the work of God, the masterpiece of God. person is only a small, small, minute factor. And therefore, a person has so much less than all the Balichayim. All the things that were created, all the fruits, vegetables, all the things that grow. Nashana teaches us that the mainstay point of our existence shows and reflects more that not the kamus is the main thing, but the echus. It's not what we see. It's what it's worth. And therefore, although all the other things, the four other three pipes of creation, the Daimim, Tzameach, and Chai, that were created before the person, were all created only for the person himself. And this is therefore the lesson of Rosh Hashanah. When a person looks around and he reveals that most of his time and his strength and his efforts are to fulfill physical, mundane, worldly things. And he looks around the numbers of spiritual people are all sunk into and all delved into physical world he has his doubts maybe, maybe physical mundane world is the main part the main state so the message of Rosh Hashanah is to turn over what's correct and although in quantity 
we hold and we grasp the spiritual, the physical, mundane world, and this takes up a more, much more of time and space and effort in our lives than does the spiritual. But the spiritual is the main. And therefore, even though the Sheshit of six days God created everything else in the world, it's all naught, it's all nothing, until the person was created. Only when the person was created did the world reach to a point that was able to say and to think and to point out, Ma'asecha, Chilas Ma'asecha. This is now the beginning of your creation. When the person incarnates HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the, all the creations, this is the ultimate level of spirituality. I'd like to take this moment to ask again, Mechila, from anybody that we need to ask forgiveness from. I would like to tell you, I'd like to wish you all Shana Teva Masuka, happy, a sweet year, long life. All that your heart desires should be fulfilled. Shaduchim, children, money, wealth, not just money, but it should be wealth in a way that we should be filled be over and over that we could even imagine that we could even think we could handle we should be able to give tzedakah with an open hand an open mind, an open heart but the main thing is that we should find the ultimate goal which is the coming of Mashiach and by having the ultimate goal fulfilled Mashiach Tzidkenu we will fulfill what the creation and the reason of creation May we find that even before we go to Rosh Hashanah on this day already, on the day of Chav Zayinel, and we all find ourselves in Yerushalayim in Akedish, Shana Toiva Umasuka, a good Kibben share to all. And good Shabbos.